What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. We had a very good night of baseball yesterday. A lot of cool stuff happened throughout the league. A lot of great uh, highlights and things like that. So we'll just jump right into it. So the leading storyline right now is the fact that the Yankees have a 12-game win streak. They beat the A's yesterday for their longest win streak in 60 years. This is... Yeah, I mean, this is the longest win streak they've had since 1961. September 1 to September 12, 1961, they had a 13-game stretch there. But this is the longest they've had since then. And New York is hot right now. And they're clicking on all cylinders, obviously. Uh, it goes without saying. We've talked about them a lot in recent days. But the win in Oakland yesterday was a big one. I mean, early in the game, Aaron Boone got ejected and then seemed to, I mean, kind of, I mean, these things, we want to say that they f fire up the team. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But John Carlos Stanton went ahead and hit a deep home run to center field shortly after. And then we saw Joey Gallo go deep for his 30th of the year. They're just clicking on all cylinders. Brett Gardner went deep. And Aroldis Chapman got his 300th career save. He is the 31st pitcher in Major League history to do so. The first since Kenley Jansen in 2019. So I'm not really going to dwell too much on, on the Yankees situation because we have talked a lot about them in recent days, but let's just talk about some other some others that we haven't um, really discussed. I mean, let's head over to Fenway. Yes, we did talk about the Red Sox the other day, but I do have to squeeze this one in here. Chris Sale was on the mound yesterday, and he made his third start of the season. He looked good. He did hit 98 miles an hour with his fastball, and, and honestly, he's really quelling any doubts about his health or anything. He's back. Chris Sale is back. I mean, yeah, touching 98, and in the third inning yesterday, he threw an immaculate inning against the Twins. That's also his third immaculate inning of his career. That's three up, three down on nine pitches, all strikes, three strikeouts in a row. And he ended up going five and a third with two runs, and leading the Red Sox to a 12-2 victory against Minnesota. To be fair, Chris Sale hasn't really pitched against any strong teams. I know his first start was against Baltimore. I want to say his second. I, I can't remember who his second start was against. But you know his third start here is against the Twins. He hasn't pitched against any like playoff teams, I don't believe. But nonetheless, Red Sox got a really good outing from him. Bobby Dalbeck was the man of the night. Seven RBIs for Bobby D yesterday. And, yeah, I mean, seven of their 12 runs. His first hit was a three-run blast. That got Boston on the board in the second. Then he had another home run, his 16th of the season, the seventh inning, a two-run jack. He went three for four with seven ribbies and three runs scored. He got a curtain call from the Fenway faithful. And hidden in here somewhere is the fact that Rafael Devers hit his 30th home run of the year. He's, I don't want to say quietly because he was a – all-star this year, but he's put together a very, very fine season. Two for five with three ribbies, his 30th dinger of the year. He is now up to 94 RBIs on the season, so he's closing in on that century mark. So that would be cool once he does that too. If we head up to Cleveland, the Indians defeated the Rangers by a score of 10-6. Bradley Zimmer hit a mammoth blast. In, like sec into the second deck and helping the Indians get the series against against the Rangers. I mean, those home runs 
up there where he hit him. That's where we used to see Travis Hafner hit him for the Cleveland Indians. They call it Pronkville, you know, because Pronk was his nickname. And we see Brad Zimmer go up there. This is a guy who has some serious pop. And he's struggled to stay healthy, but when he's on the field, you know, you can see that he really hits the ball very well. I think Brad Zimmer is the one we looked at a few weeks ago that we saw his home road splits were ridiculous. He hits way better at home instead of on the road for some reason. But Miles Straw did hit a leadoff home run for the Indians. He continues to look a lot better with the bat ever since he came to Cleveland. I mean, his bat was very suspect with the Astros, honestly. Um, I, I never really saw much value in this guy, even though he's he's fast. But I never thought he was hitting enough to really justify a starting position in the major leagues. But his bat has improved a lot since, I mean, small sample size, but since he's come over to to Cleveland. And uh, he's doing, doing well over there. So good for him. So I read something about Noah Syndergaard I want to share. So we know Syndergaard's coming back, and he's... He's on a rehab assignment right now. He's slated to return to the Mets as a reliever next month. But there is one wrinkle there. Apparently, Syndergaard is only going to be throwing fastballs and changeups this year. And, like, he announced this or he he revealed this after the game that, you know, his orthopedist, you know, that his doctor or whatever, the Mets team physician and his orthopedist, both those guys said, like, okay, you know, let's, Let's not throw any sliders for the rest of the year. And to be safe, Syndergaard also decided he's not going to throw his curveball. Well, I mean, if he's just going to use his four-seam, two-seam, and change-up, I don't really know how effective that's going to be because Syndergaard's slider is what makes him who he is. That's his bread and butter. That's his out pitch. And last night in a rehab assignment for High A Brooklyn, he threw – mostly fastballs and changeup, and he gave up a first-pitch home run. So that obviously, you know, doesn't doesn't bode well. Uh, I mean, first-pitch fastball, 95 miles an hour, well above the strike zone, you just got hacked out of the ballpark. And that's not a hitter's ballpark by any means. It was a legit home run. And according to one scout in attendance, I mean, Syndergaard is nowhere near close. That's where they said. They say he's nowhere close to a return. And... That's partially because he's not throwing with his full repertoire. So that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, you can get away with a limited repertoire when you're pitching out in the bullpen, which is what Syndergaard will do when he returns in a few weeks. But I don't really know if he's going to beat the Syndergaard we're expecting. So I thought I would mention that because I found that very interesting. But he does need to get on the mound. He needs to get in, in live games. Bullpens are, are one thing. But getting in major league action, MLB action for the Mets in a few weeks will do him do him wonders in the long term because the Mets are probably going to be out of it anyway. If we move up to the six, let's go to Toronto. The White Sox beat the Blue Jays 10-7. They got a nice lift with, with four home runs in the game. Four home runs. Carlos Rodon made his return to the mound. And he got some good run support. The bats backed him up. I mean, Luis Robert, Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez, Cesar Hernandez. All these guys went deep in Toronto yesterday. And Hunjin Ryu was the pitcher bearing the brunt of it. He only went three and two-thirds, giving up seven earned runs to the White Sox. Offensively for the Blue Jays, Marcus Semyon continued his phenomenal season. Two home runs for him. 
on the afternoon. Now he's up to 32 homers on the year. 32 home runs on the year in a season where he's on a on a one-year deal. He's going to retest that free agent market in the offseason. He's going to get a nice, nice contract. His OPS is up to 871 on the season, and he's, he's looking good. Someone's going to pay him handsomely. I mean, he's on a pretty rich deal this year. He's on an $18 million deal, so he's getting a lot of money anyway. But maybe he'll get the multi-year deal he's looking for because Marcus Semyon is only 30, believe it or not. Yeah, the way he was... I don't want to say the way he was treated, but yeah, I guess the way he was valued on the market last winter made you think that he may have been older, but he's only 30 years old. So I, mean, I guess he turns 31 in a few weeks, but yeah, this is age 30 season. He he still has, he still has, uh, he's still in his prime. So um, he has, has a lot left in him and someone should give him a multi-year deal in the off season. If we move to Miami. The Marlins beat up on Patrick Corbin and the Nationals. Corbin went three innings, gave up. He coughed up six earned runs. Not really sure what the issue is with this guy. He has a 6.09 ERA on the year. It's been a forgetful year for him because when you think of Patrick Corbin, at least when I think of him, I think of the guy who helped pitch the Nationals to World Series Championship in 2019. And since then, he hasn't looked any anything like that. I mean, a 6.09 ERA this year. It's like a legit 6.09 ERA because he's thrown 136 innings. Not sure what's going on. But the Marlins did jump all over him. Uh, Jorge Alfaro and Luis Rojas took him deep. Juan Soto did go yard for the Nationals, his 21st of the year in the fifth inning. Looking at Soto's numbers, okay, he's right at 300 for his averages. OPS is 9.53. You know, Soto hasn't really been getting that much love this year. I guess we're just so used to it. But his numbers are steady and right where... We expected them to be. Really think about it. His OBP, look at that. Insane. He has a 444 on base percentage. Insane. That's higher than his career mark. He's hitting 300. Soto is still one of the best hitters in the game. I would still, as a pure hitter, I'd put him, I put him top five, honestly. I really would. This dude is, is something else. Last but not least, let's head out to Pittsburgh, where the Pirates put up a bunch of runs. They defeated the Cardinals. 11-7, they had an eight-run seventh inning. I mean, that's how you bat around. Eight runs in the seventh inning. I mean, lots of contributions up and down the lineup. A four-hit game from Michael Chavis. Four-hit game from Colin Moran. Three hits from Greg Gregory Polanco. Three hits from, you know, Defoe. Home runs from Moran and Susugo. Plenty of offense to go around. It's one of those where it's like literally you can't put the bat down. You know, you, you get back in the dugout and you know just a few moments later you, you're you're getting your gear on because you're in the hole the bat rack is busy all night long that's what was happening late in the game last night and it really did just fall apart for for uh Hennessy's Cabrera there I mean he coughed up six earned runs without even recording it out there and that's just a forget, forgetful night you just hit the showers and, and you and you hope it never happens again but that's where things stand so that's going to do it for today folks that'll conclude our episode if you enjoyed this please share it with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on baseball connection